0: Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. wow What the fuck? you give. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Okay, let's do this. How are you, what-the-fuckers, what-the-fuckineers, what-the-fuck buddies? Welcome, one and all. I hope you're having a good day, a good week, a good night, a good workout, a good drive, whatever the hell you're doing. This is a special show. The reason it's a special show is because I am going to ask you to help me out. I'm going to ask you for a little bread, a little jack, a little green, some greenbacks, some Benjamins. I don't even know what the slang is. You guys have been listening to this for a long time. You guys are WTF fans. You are the people that enjoy what I do. We have now over 50 episodes of WTF available to you. We now have hours, literally 50 hours plus, of, of wonderful free entertainment that I honestly love putting out. This has never been, I've never done anything in my life that has been more rewarding than providing this stuff for you and doing the podcast. Now we're coming to a juncture uh, in this in this undertaking, in this noble experiment, Brendan and I, my partner and producer, where we we don't know what to do exactly because we are putting a lot of work into this and we do love it and I think it's some of the best work we've ever done, but we would like to make a, a living uh, in doing this and and there's only a couple of options Uh, In terms of doing that One option is We close down the freebies we start charging per episode. We draw you to a site where you pay money and you get a season or an episode and a password, and that's how it goes. And I don't really want to do that. Why? Because certainly I'm sure a lot of you would uh, would stay on board, but a lot of people wouldn't. And I like having this available to everybody because I like it when everybody can get something they want, whether they have money or they don't. So what we are doing instead is something similar to, say, an NPR, or public radio, what we'd really like to do is sort of get you to, to subscribe or donate money uh, in order to, to get the podcast and also to keep it available to everyone. And in order to do that, I'm going to offer you some presents. Not only during this show am I going to start calling a lot of my friends who have not been on the show to uh, to to tell me that they're going to be on the show and, and have a conversation with them. I, I've got a list here. I don't want to go into it because I really don't know who's going to pick up and who isn't. Eugene Merman's going to come in in a few minutes, and we're going to have him hang out and talk to him a bit. But what I'm, I really want to do is, you always have the option to donate money at wtfpod.com, any amount you want, however, whatever is easy for you, and that's great. I really appreciate all your support, and I. Swear where to you when I get an intern, I'm going to send you all a thank you note. But now we also have the option to do a $10 a month rolling subscription style donation. And with that, I send you a WTF t shirt and some stickers and a nice thank you note. And now we're offering another option. This is a super duper premium option for you people that really mean business. A $250 one time donation will get you two t shirts a WTF t shirt. And a Nerdcock t-shirt. Three Mark Marin CDs. That's right. Not sold out. Tickets still available. Final engagement. The trilogy. That's yours. And this is the exciting part. We have put together a Greatest Hits of WTF Volume 1 with some original material that you have not heard before. Uh, and that is available to you if you do the $250 one-time donation as a very special premium. It's funny, too. We did all kinds of special stuff for that. So that's a score. I hope you don't mind. Take care of all of that at WTFPod.com. And I want you to keep listening to this because I've got a big list of people that I'm going to call. And Eugene is always funny. And that's coming up now.
1: Hi, this is Lewis Black.
0: Leave a message after the beep. Lewis, it's Mark Maron. I was calling uh, to talk to you about coming on my show and about uh, um, other things. Uh, Call me back. Okay.
2: Hi, thanks for calling, but I can't uh, talk right now, so leave a message with your phone number, and I'll call you back as soon as I can. Thank you once again. Goodbye.
0: Louis, Louis C.K., Mark Maron from, uh, from the old days. How you doing, man? Uh, yeah, I've emailed you a few times and, uh, and, and I texted you and stuff. I know you're busy, but I really want you to uh, come on my show. I mean, just on the phone for a few minutes to talk about you coming on my show. So uh, call me back because I'm probably going to call you throughout the day. I figured I'd just go ahead and, and bother you until you pick up your phone and uh, talk to me about coming on my show does that sound reasonable all right i love you i hope you're well bye-bye
3: thank you for going hilton gardener this is indian
0: yeah can i get room 603 please okay i'll let him know he'll let me know hello greg giraldo hey what's up man are, are you is the phone in your mouth In my mouth? Yeah, it's a little. It's a little. uh, It's loud. Yeah, a little distorted. Do you have any control over that? Uh, I think maybe
4: at the point of manufacture, I could have helped. You know, but at this point, I think what's done is done. You want to call me on my cell? No, no.
0: It it seems better now. It seems better now. Oh yeah. I just called the hotel, and the guy answered. I said, "Can I get room uh, your your room number?" And he goes, "I'll let him know." What does that even mean? Did you get another call where where he said, uh, "Listen, there's a guy calling you." Yeah, I just yeah, I it.
4: like. I, well, I told him just to let me know when people are trying to reach me, but I don't. I don't actually like to communicate with anyone.
0: Oh, I thought you said uh, just giving you a heads up. I got a call coming in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me know if anyone calls. <laughs> where are you, dude? I'm in uh, Nashville. How, oh, really? Yeah. How is it?
4: Uh, it's pretty good, actually. I mean, you know, it's, it's the same as every other place. <laughs>
0: wow, that doesn't sound jaded.
4: You know, I don't have a car, and I'm here by myself, and i it's, it's a, little, I'm a little, the hotel's a little isolated, but it's, it's fine.
0: Is there things to do in Nashville? Can't you go to the uh, Grand Ole Opry or the Country Music Hall you of Fame? You can the first
4: three times you come to Nashville.
0: <laughs> 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 I've
4: kind of tapped that all out a little bit. I, there's great music, which... Um, I do like to go see when I can, but uh, you, you know try to stay out of some of those places at night and then during the day like, I was going to go today during the day with this girl who uh, was going to come with me, but uh yeah,
0: you know how that plays out <laughs> I, yeah, then then all of a sudden you have a girl with you for the week that you don't want with you.
4: No, well, she was going to come. It's not a local girl, it's just somebody I've been seeing, and she was going to come, but uh, and then we we ended up uh squabbling, so I'm in the, right in the middle of all that, so you can
0: imagine life mood. Well, I'm glad that, that uh that the guy let you know I called and you took the call, maybe give you a little diversion from uh from the nightmare of whatever's going on.
4: Yeah, well I'm glad he I'm glad he did too. I wish he um I wish he had uh, just taken her call in a similar fashion and not put <laughs> 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 He's not really good at who he chooses to screen, apparently. <laughs> I gotta go down there and give him the front desk a good <laughs> Listen.
0: Here's the difference: if a woman calls, yeah. especially the one that's been calling, right? Don't put it through.
4: No. If you hear a
0: distraught, uh,
4: emotionally unstable woman calling, uh, that's the one you want to just kind of uh, screen. If you hear it like a dude that sounds like an old friend of mine, that one you could go ahead and just patch on it. Patch on it.
0: So at some point, we're going to have to get you on the show in, uh, you know, so we can do. You know the one-on-one thing.
4: Yeah, I'd love that.
0: When are you, uh, so you you were in LA for like a what was it like a half an hour? Yeah, I gotta
4: start. You know, I'm just so used to like when I'm in LA I just turn around and head right back to New York as fast as possible, mainly because you're always doing something speculative and just fucking
0: wasting time. But uh, but I, I always enjoyed the uh, the texts or the phone calls. You know, there there was a series of phone calls where it's like you said. Uh, I was just talking to you, and I saw your name well, on the comedy store. What are the chances of that?
4: Well, that was a bizarre series of coincidences. What I'm was that about? Your name came up about four times in three minutes, and the podcast came up like four. Like so was unrelated people for unrelated reasons, and then as I'm talking about you, we drive by and your names on the on the uh, marquee at the store. Like that was just a. That was a lot. It was a very intensive Mark Marin day.
0: And the weird thing was is that none of that led you to actually uh, hang out with me. To actually see you. No,
4: no. I felt like I would only
0: ruin it. <laughs> At that point, we'd taken it as far as it could go. The, the moment was perfect. Yeah. But then I get these texts from you. It's like, are you going to be any, anywhere around the intersection?
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That, I really have to stop doing that kind of shit because that's what I do when I go to L.A. I, I have so many friends and people in, in L.A. and I forget And then, like, you know, I don't even think of it as, like, I just think of it as a workplace. I feel like I'm going to my office to do something, and then I get there, I fly there, I do it, and then it's, like, the daytime, and it's nice, and it's sunny, and I'm driving around. I go, oh, shit, I should call one of my friends and this is the place where people live are houses here i have people i know people here and i'm I, mean, I call them, and I'm like fuck i have four hours to get to my flight yeah it's kind of a it's, a, it's yeah, very obnoxious move yeah, it was on my Like part. you
0: know i gotta be on a plane in four hours i'm driving by vine and sunset are you <laughs> yeah could you swing by are you, are you there can i see you if i yeah, no, no. slow down and wave <laughs> exactly. yeah like, like, like my presence is so important to people's lives are you gonna be out in la soon or no
4: uh you know I'm I'm actually uh judge one of the judges on Last Comic Standing so I'm going to be out there apparently but, you know there's a lot of those uh, a lot of comics trying to stand up
0: you know uh, So you got you that know. how did you get that gig is that I really something don't know. Is, that, is that something you win as well you- <laughs> Uh I I auditioned <laughs> It's a long, yeah. The last comic standing, judge standing. Do you have to be like Simon and comment? I don't have to watch. I never watched it.
4: I initially thought that might be what they would have wanted. Although, uh, you know, I'm not gonna try. The problem is, I don't know who the fuck's gonna be. You know, it's an awful gig. But as far as whoring yourself goes, it could be worse. You know, I mean, it's just to sit there and say something. They can't force me to be an asshole to people. I mean, I'm sure. Inside, I'll think that everybody I see
0: blows, but I'll, I'll keep that to myself. Right.
4: And actually, Kindler, I think, is one of the other judges. So I don't think that they're really looking for. Uh...
0: Oh my God! They they want you guys to beat up on. <laughs> I guess
4: so. Yeah. That's what I mean, I don't think they're looking for me necessarily to be the only guy. So so we'll see. I mean, obviously, it's going to depend on my mood.
0: Well, that's good. That's a. I think that's a good way to live your life. I mean, you the know? fucked up thing is that all the comics,
4: you know, everybody sucks. You know, so what, what am I gonna what am I gonna say about a bunch of brand new people? Although I guess I haven't seen in years. I'm told like like uh, reasonable people have been doing it. So.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't watch it. I, I I have a hard time with the whole idea that you I can... love. I like the whole concept. I think everything should be done competitively like that. Everything. Yeah, everyone should be able to win a career for a <laughs> few months. All right, buddy. Well, call me when you're out there. I will. All, all right, Mark. Thanks. Bye. Hello? Jim Norton.
5: Hey, Mark. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm
0: fine, man. Where, where you been?
5: Uh, I've been on the road. I just got back from Cleveland, and uh, now I'm just in New York doing nothing.
0: I, I just want to tell you, because I, I know you know me for a long time, but I, I don't know if you're listening to WTF, but I, I actually had a, a porn star on. Who'd you have? Dana Diarmond.
5: I don't know her. What's her uh, thing? What's her specialty? Uh,
0: it seems to be uh, women and anal.
5: Oh, nice! Well, she really mixes it up. What a good girl!
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny because when I do an interview like that, because it's not that I'm, it's not about the uh, political correctness or anything else. I, I just don't live in that world, so I, I'm talking to her like I'm twelve.
5: Well, it really is a weird thing when you talk to a porn girl because you don't know what to ask, what's considered insulting. Do you call her a porn girl? They really do have their own level of what is appropriate and what is not.
0: Yeah, but I have such a hard time, you know, accepting the fact. Like I would say that you you celebrate porn. Am I right?
5: I do like it um I prefer the older stuff because it had storylines uh, and, and hair. I, I I don't know. I don't like the hair. I hate the hair. That always dates it. It's like it's like a big phone in an old movie. It's like when you watch uh, when you watch uh, Wall Street when Gordon goes on the beach with that giant phone. It kind of takes you out of it because it dates it. That's what hair on the vagina does. It kind of just dates your porno. But I prefer the storylines of the old days. But I like the way the girls look
6: now.
0: Yeah. Well, I I just uh, I tried to handle it as well as possible. I, I have to I have to admit I was I was a little nervous. Uh, only because uh, I, I don't, I, I'm not as shameless about porn as, as some people.
5: You know, who, you know who does a, a good interview and who, who's my probably my personal favorite, uh, Belladonna. Have you ever watched her stuff? I don't.
0: I I I only do uh, free porn sites for a few minutes at a time.
5: Oh, dude, she look her up. She's fant- She is as dirty as you can get. She really, she she rules.
0: <laughs> so uh, you know, so you've been doing all right.
5: Yeah, man, I've just been doing gigs and doing radio myself, and you know, you know how it is, man. It's like. If things are really good and you're really busy, and then you just do it a few gigs and you got nothing going on, so I don't know what I'm doing next. Like uh, I got an audition Tuesday, and aside from that, I have nothing. I don't know when I'm going to be back on Leno. Hopefully, when he comes back on the Tonight Show.
0: How many of those did you do for that show?
5: I think for Jay, when he when he had his own show, I think I did ten. I did five of my own segment and five of that panel. Uh thing we called the "Who Cares" that they think, where you just kind of that was that was fun, man. We just kind of just rip on topics, but it was at the end of the show.
0: Now, when you go on an audition, what do you usually get sent out for?
5: It's hard to say. I mean, the more I've been doing this, like you know, over the years, it's kind of more things that I would be right for. But they still they sent me on run. You want to talk about lousy? That movie? <laughs> what's that Alec Baldwin movie with uh, Meryl Streep?
0: It's complicated.
5: Dude, I went out and auditioned for uh, the Hotel Doctor. <laughs> I was embarrassed. I was so bad on this audition. It was like for an older guy, and I'm trying to be casual and fun. I sucked so badly that I, I tripped over a line, and I said to the casting director, hey, can we go back and redo that? And she goes, I don't know. I'll just piece it together at the end. I'm good at that. I was so bad she wouldn't give me the courtesy of redoing the line. And I didn't blame her. I stunk, and I was a waste of her time. So I really, there's nothing specific, but I, usually it's for things I'm kind of right for. So when I don't get them, it really is my fault.
0: Like, like what would that, what's an example of that?
5: Um, you know, just a guy, like I'm going out for one, uh, about a guy who's kind of involved in a kidnapping and he's got like aggressive dialogue, short, aggressive dialogue, you know, no more than like four lines at a time. Those are perfect for me. Anything that's kind of aggressive with a, with a kind of a shitty attitude.
0: And your, your love life is all right. Everybody's good. Yeah, it's
5: decent. I mean, um, I'm dating somebody for a while now, which right. is, which is kind of nice. Uh, I was single for a long time and, uh, you know, it, it being single sucks it remi- when I was single again and I was like on Craigslist again and I, of course I started looking at the hookers again and it was like it was the same thing I literally would have <laughs> prostitutes say yeah I'll be there at 1130 and they don't come it's like <laughs> you ever have a, I swear to God <laughs> hookers will stand you up sometimes so it reminded me that I'm not missing anything by not being single
0: <laughs> you're about to say you ever had that happen and you realize yeah Mark he probably hasn't had that happen
5: yeah I know you don't need that you, know, you get your, on your own but I really I've had prostitutes stand me up before and it's, it's not a personal thing it's like they get somebody like if you're calling a girl the Lower East Side to come to the up west side and she gets somebody say down in the village for the same price. she's not going to make the trip
0: well shit man I, I miss you and I, I want miss you too buddy say hi to, to ONA for me and, and, uh, and maybe uh, I, I'm going to come back in the last week of April because I'm doing one live WTF taping at comics and I'll shoot you the date and if you're open maybe you come down for 15 minutes I'd love that I really would thanks Jim Norton All right, anytime Mark take care
1: hi this is Lewis Black leave a message after the beep
0: Okay, I, uh, now, now I feel like I'm being irritating, but I, I do want you to know that I am recording all of these calls to your machine. Um, it's Mark Marin, and, uh, you can call me on my phone, I uh, hope you're well, and, uh, God bless. Okay, Lewis Black. Hi,
2: I'm calling, but I can't, uh talk right now, so leave a message with your phone number, and I'll call you back as soon as I can. Thank you once again. Goodbye.
0: Hi, Lou. It's Mark. And, uh, I I genuinely feel like I'm annoying you now. I feel like I've become that guy that's annoying for my own selfish reasons. But, it doesn't seem to be stopping me. hope everything's going well, and, uh, we can get you on the show at some point. Okay, it's your old friend, Mark. Marin. Okay. So here we are, folks. I know that uh, you're listening to this and you're saying, wow, I mean, what's Mark going to do next on this uh, sort of thinly veiled plea for money? And I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring my friend Eugene Merman in to the, to the studio to talk to him about how wonderful I am. Mark is really great. Thank you, Eugene. All right, that was Eugene Merman, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. All right. Are you still here? I am. I haven't left. Oh, because hey.
7: I was going to tell people to, that they should- Subscribe. Subscribe. Every yeah. month, just like a- Yeah. You're like an electric bill, but to the soul.
0: Yeah. Oh. Ooh. That
7: should be a t-shirt. Holy shit. Why am I not a poet? Why did I do this? You
0: are a poet, Eugene. I think that's the thing we share, and that's why we uh, like each other. Yeah. But look, I did a show with you last night that yeah. you, it was your, um, your event. You are yeah. the P.T. Barnum of Brooklyn. Yes. Which got a little bit of a laugh, but right away I got out there, I mentioned you being the P.T. Barnum, and people went, uh, I don't know, and, and then uh, I did what but I did. But when
7: I brought them out a fish that I <laughs> sewed onto a monkey bottom, they were like, it really is, that's a very accurate analogy. I
0: think that's what you do, you sew fishes onto monkey bottoms with yeah. your comedy.
7: Exactly. Oh, that's like, perfect. Yeah.
0: Hey, uh, but let's be honest. Let's. Okay. Yeah,
7: enough lies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> enough deceit.
0: I get a little uncomfortable sometimes in a room full of uh, of hipsters, and I tend to to struggle with them a bit on purpose because I feel that n- they need to have they. Sometimes I find the hipster audience needs to, uh, you know, you need to take them by the scruff of the neck and 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 put their nose in the poop that they made and then say bad.
7: Yeah, but did you go out into the audience? It's. I think it's the. I mean, it's. Like it's more hipster than I guess if it was just simply not in Brooklyn, yeah, but it wasn't like it wasn't like a bunch of bands came to see us,, you okay. know? yeah, like a lot of it was, you know, thirty something uh just people folks copywriters people. sure there weren't a lot of old
0: fatties did, were there copywriters there, there did you just awesome. say
7: copywriters i did say copywriters that was,
0: that was the job the go-to job you thought there were copywriters and perhaps people that had been paid to assassinate people
7: there were there were some cia people some <laughs> operatives there were, there were uh,
0: cia people were, operatives grill cooks
7: grill cooks there were a lot of <laughs> grill cooks but
0: there were you know there weren't a
7: lot of people who were like i own a bandana store yeah you know that was it wasn't That which would be very
0: cool. Yeah, a bandana. I'm I'm trying to you know you know kind of wrestle that into a stereotype in my head. Oh, that guy, right? Sure, the bandana store owners of America. Well, that's that's a real hipster. It would would be also part entrepreneur. Yeah, and a bandana store. No, I think he if he had a store though, it would just be like really cool picture frames, perhaps a a few pairs of eyeglasses and shoes. (laughs) <laughs> and maybe an old but, poster.
7: But I'm not trying to get off topic. I'm saying the audience wasn't necessarily all hipsters. But, yeah, what um, I, but what I am saying is, yes, of course, you still tried to sabotage yourself.
0: See, I think that what I do after I do something like that, where I clearly do something that I wrestle with an audience, I alienate them at the beginning, and then I try to I get off stage and I realize, Mark, you're an entertainer, a clown, a buffoon, a jester. What did you do out there? And then I try to justify it as they needed that. They needed to look into a mirror where they couldn't get their hair right. They need that from me. Do you understand? And so I try to justify it like that, but yet still, I don't feel good about it. it. It it didn't make me feel good today.
7: Do you ever walk out and see an audience and go, you know what? I think I'll make these people laugh, as opposed to, like, hold, like who wouldn't you hold up a mirror to? Who would you... Like, would you see an audience full of yourself and be like, okay, I'll just let them enjoy (laughs) this day. I noticed something weird about the mall. (laughs) Like, like who is it that you always do that? That's what
0: you are. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's great. Okay. All right, thanks for qualifying it. I didn't know if that was coming at the end. But I think that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, 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 I'm letting you know
7: that, that you're wonderful. Uh, thank you. There's no way you tell yourself that.
0: No. And I like being called wonderful because it's something yeah. like you know someone else called me that recently, and I don't really really know quite how to take wonderful. Like you know I like you know sometimes I get the defensive. Hey, that was pretty funny, uh, which I don't enjoy. Uh, and uh, occasionally I get brilliant, which I never believe. But when someone throws a wonderful my way, I'm like I feel like Disneyland. See? Yeah. Thank see you. I welcome. feel like I feel like a fun park filled with rides. You are. I think the problem I had with the show last night, if I might, might say. Go on. Was that the, you know, I thought it was very fun that we were going to try to find chat roulette and find someone masturbating. But my heart immediately, not unlike if I were Christian thinking of Jesus, goes out to that guy alone, masturbating, looking for
8: friends. Explain what it is
0: chat roulette i don't know what it is it's
7: it, just a website where random you can chat with random people around the world and, and, and often there's people jerking off
0: well i heard that most people are jerking off in there it's just men waiting for women so they can jerk off
7: you know i realized the mistake yesterday i should have had a woman in front of the camera i should have brought somebody on stage to just sit there and then we would have succeeded but nobody I, wants to jerk off to my sweet face
0: right but <laughs> my i think my question was shouldn't is- have agreed so easily to that mark <laughs> I think my issue with it was, is that, see, like a lot of people think I'm callous, but most people who know me know that deep down I'm very sensitive you are. and I have a lot of empathy. And my heart went out to the guy. You think that he's happy sitting there jerking off, waiting for someone to randomly I show up? I think
7: so. I think that's a guy who could do other stuff. I mean, are you telling me that,
0: that I'm there's saying,
7: no, no way to jerk off but to chat roulette like that?
0: Well, nobody wants to use their imagination anymore, but I'm just saying that that, that guy... Okay. There's
7: probably other... So I mean, there's got to be services like that. I don't know. There's got to be... I haven't looked into it a lot. Wait,
0: well, what if this would have happened? What if you were up there and you were looking for someone to jerk off with a room full of 300 people in the room looking to laugh at the poor guy jerking off on chat roulette, and it's Jesus?
7: And it was Jesus jerking off? yes. How would you have felt then? I would have felt like I exposed a great lie. <laughs> I mean, I would have—I've have been like the best detective.
0: You would have got some press for that.
7: I would have definitely, yes. Wow, Eugene exposes Jesus, in and fr- that would be the—that'd be like the post
0: headline. Yeah, it's in, in front of 300 bearded people in Brooklyn.
7: Yeah. In front of 300 people who look like Jesus.
0: <laughs> Do you consider yourself a Dadaist?
7: No. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to fu- to drag a toilet on stage and be like, this is a joke. <laughs>
0: Don't you do that?
7: Sort of. <laughs> but it would be so rich and full of history if I did that. It would be not what it was because I'd be referencing Dadaism, which would inherently make it not, you know, it'd give it meaning.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's of... deconstruct one of my jokes now. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> you know my Bukaki Circus joke, which I like a lot? Mm-hmm. I think um, I think I should put the Bukaki Circus at the end. I decided the last night because once I say Bukaki Circus, I get the big laugh, and then I describe it. And even though the ending might be a little surprising, you still sort of see it coming. I think that if I was just to do the joke, uh, you know, where it's like a circus, it's animated, and it's a big top, it's a circus, and everyone's there to have fun, and the car comes out, and then all these clowns come out, and like twenty clowns get out of the car, and they jerk off on the car, and it's called Bukaki Circus. That, that yeah. works as a punchline better, right? But yeah. so, see, sometimes I say that, you know, that is not just a frivolous, uh, uh, dirty jo- joke about jerking off clowns. Yeah, It's about feminism. It's about objectification. It's about pornography and the perils and cultural uh, wrongs of pornography in that the car is an object. Not unlike mm-hmm. women in pornography.
7: Do you think people compartmentalize the It's an important joke is what I'm car. saying. The car? Like impor- they'll look at the tire? If the car is the woman, then yeah. like people think of the tire as the breasts. Yeah, no, I think it's the, more general. I think okay. it's a broader
0: statement. And then I say like <laughs> it's a it's a very important uh, post-feminist joke mm-hmm. because some women be like, we're not objects. We, we, we're empowered with this come on our heads. Yeah. No, I just was wondering if I should put the punchline at the be- at the end, and whether That's or not the
7: question we forgot the question. Yeah, I think it probably worked better. We'll we'll try it on stage.
0: Let's try it on stage yeah, tonight, yeah. me and you. And I I think you should tour yeah. with me just to do that joke. And sure. and every time I do the joke, you go. I don't know if it works better like that.
7: Would I would I run out, <laughs> or would you like to be more the voice of God?
0: No, I just like right when I start the joke, you just walk out on stage quietly. And and I'll have a second stool for you, and you sit on the stool, and then I do the joke, and you're like, I don't know, maybe try it the other way again,
7: or or I miss and and I go like, you're right, Mark, women are like cars, yeah, and I love cars, and I love I love to drive them around. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're like you're ruining my art. Well, we do do teamwork, you and I, when we're yeah. on the same show. Uh, yeah. Occasionally, you'll you'll laugh when no one else does and then get everyone else to laugh because you liked the joke, like yeah. last night. That was that was nice of you. Yeah. Like, I, there was a tense moment, and you did your laugh, yeah. and everybody laughed with you because we, they're like, Eugene made it okay. I Yeah.
7: I'm sorry if I ruined the tension that you were trying to create. No, it, it helped me. It helped okay, me because there, there
0: was a point during that set where I'm like, I don't think I'm coming back from this.
7: I know. I love it. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, I mean, the that is what's exciting, I mean, about this show or watching you in general, yeah. is you really don't know, you know, it's funny because I didn't want, yesterday I wanted to introduce you by saying, because I think that there's like a lot of comics who will say like, oh, I don't know if the audience is ready for this. And I think that they're all wrong. But I think you're right. The audience isn't necessarily ready. But then I didn't want to set that expectation. Right. And I knew you'd do it anyway. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I don't do it always. Like I don't do it. I do it specifically in in certain moments.
8: Let let me ask you, what was the difference then? Because I saw you do two shows in the last couple of days. Mm. And the one show... With also a much, I would say, was a more hipster crowd. They were all standing up. There was an yeah. art thing hanging above yeah, your yeah, head, yeah. and that went really well. Yeah. And last night, you wanted to fight everyone. So yeah. what was the difference?
0: Well, I, here's what happened is that I'm backstage, okay, and I'm going last. I know I'm going last, and that's fine. You know, I was excited about it. And then I see the crowd, and it's packed, and that's good. I don't always love a packed house, especially with people standing in the back, because that means it's going to be hard to hold all of them. You know some people are going to be like, I don't know, I've got to wake up tomorrow. And then... uh And then, like you go on, and then um, Michael Showalter goes on for a really long time. And you know, I like Michael; we're we're okay, him and I. You know, we've hugged, and I'm I care about his well being. And and then Kamal goes on; he kills because he's like you know he's in his pocket right now. You know, whatever he's doing right now, it's you know it's great, and I like him, smart, funny, bang bang bang, Pakistani accent, a lot of references to his past. And then, and then, uh, and then Kristen Shaw goes on. Dressed as a whoopee cushion and doesn't draw attention to
7: it. Did I mean the bit was about it? She was she was a whoopee cushion. Oh, she doesn't draw attention to it by being like you'll never guess what I'm wearing. Oh, okay. but she is like I'm a whoopee cushion. Yeah, and, then and you... I'm going to do a bit
0: as a whoopee cushion. Right, and then you guys did a little thing together. Yeah, and then I know I'm going on. There's a guy talking the whole show, which which I, I had to address because he was bothering me. And then at some point, like I something came over me about the last time I was there, and I got out there and I just looked at them and like there some i caught some look in someone's face or a couple faces where it was just sort of like what and and i reacted to that so the difference was when i did the other show i didn't sense any of that what
8: but that was arguably a younger crowd and a crowd probably less familiar with your comedy
0: right and but they were also very there was they they felt sweet to me they were attentive and um and they were also sort of like um They seemed almost innocent,
7: but what's hard to say is what comes first—the bitterness or the audience? (laughs) You know, like
0: well, that's the eternal question. I
7: mean, I mean, in the sense that, like, you, you're like I walk. Like, it's true—the audience last night was probably older, probably less. You know. Uh, artists and more young professionals or whatever. Okay, I'll
0: tell you what really happens, is that I can tell in the first few minutes of being on stage whether or not I'm going to be able to open up as much as I want to. And you
8: were very quiet in that show on uh, Thursday night and very considered about everything you were saying.
0: Well, I think I did a little of that last night, but I never felt the comfort level that I felt in that the smaller room. It might be a size of audiencing. That, like, I knew that, like... I've been moving more towards being as as, uh, as true to my, my heart as possible and yeah. putting it out there. So when it's a big audience and the pressure was to to be big, I know how to do that. But sometimes I don't know how to do it without being angry. And I was sort of angry that I couldn't open up more, but I chose to do it anyways. And oddly... The, the few jokes that I did about uh, my current dating situation and, you know, and my uh, my my former marriage and the sex jokes, I did, they worked very well.
7: Yeah. Uh, you had a very good set. I mean, yeah. I, I get that this is what goes through everybody's head. Like, when you're, you know, if you're a comic, you're going, like, you know, what's new and if it worked is what's important, like all this stuff. And I get the fears. But your set went very well. Like, people laughed a lot. Yeah. They loved it. Yeah. And the, f- the high
0: point was when I snapped. And started calling that community out on its shit. And then, you know, somehow or another, it was able to make fun of a guy who died on a luge sled. That, that to that me... That was very funny. <laughs> like yeah, uh, Well, thank you. But uh, so, like, once I got out of me, which also yeah. happened at that other room, like, once I felt the comfort to sort of riff a bit on... It was easier in there because there was art. It, I had more space.
7: The truth is, it's the... Re- the I mean, it's not like I'm going to... Like the chat roulette thing I did yesterday. It's not like I'll ever do that again. The, the the point of it was it's this new thing. Let's try it. And the reason there was sort of this patience in the audience was like, oh, what if it works? It'll be fun. No, no, that it's was great. Like, so, so, but, but in that sense, like. But the amount, like when it actually worked, like the two times or something it worked, there was this insane thrill of the real, of of the real, of being in the present, you're making something up. So when you are in a small, intimate room, you know, making fun of, you know, the environment, like joking around, like, yeah, people are so into it. And And also. The same thing with yesterday. Like, all we're, yeah, all you're saying is the stuff that you were most connected to, along with stuff in the room was what worked the
0: best and, and the thing that like in, in my mind the one thing like I know I set the tone in all I think it's just a matter of expectation when you have a room filled with 300 people as opposed to a room filled with 60 uh you know who you the, the control issue becomes an issue that yeah. like it's a lot easier to manage 60 and where when you have when you have to play out to the back of the room I can make it intimate but choosing to shit on the one guy that liked me for yelling and calling him an alt douchebag created a a, a, attention immediately and then you know doing the haiti jokes m- maybe not the best opener so so always there's so when you did but, that in la it was great
8: and you opened but also with a smaller that, crowd y- yeah you opened with that on uh, wednesday night i don't and, know
0: whether or not i didn't sell it right or what or whether they misunderstood it did did you sense a difference in how i presented it
8: if as an audience member the big change was that you yelled at a person before you did it that's that's the oh. only thing I can come to is that then the joke came from a place of anger, right? Rather than it was truly whimsical that you were holding benefits for yourself. For yourself.
0: But the, to me, the the best part of that joke is that you know a, a whole generation of people only know Haiti as the earthquake place. To me, that says so much about American culture. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I think we got to the bottom of. Do I need to yeah. apologize to that audience? Can you get? Can you tweet them? <laughs> No. no. Mark wants to say
7: he's sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they know.
8: <laughs> well, I should reiterate, I told you this, that when yeah. I was walking to the subway from from the show, yeah. uh, I walked past, you know, that's a fairly isolated uh, venue, so everyone kind of migrates in the same direction. And mm-hmm. so I knew I was walking past other audience members, and I hear one kid go, that guy was awesome. He hated everyone more than me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the
0: thing, and and my friend Don said it differently. Is in that what I like to do, and this goes back to me going to the theater recently. Is that I'd almost rather something happen than be funny.
7: Well, well, you know, there's an excitement. I mean, there's an excitement to watching you. There's there's handfuls of comics who you genuinely don't know what will happen, like whether it's what they'll talk about or what weird thing they've orchestrated. Right, and that's exciting. Right, you know, and then also. When it hits it has the potential to be this awesome thing, right. so I think that's something that you do which is which is wonderful, and sure it you know hit or it, miss. yeah, it doesn't always work but yeah. but what's so much more exciting is the that potential the, the potential that what you do will work so well that right. it will be way beyond someone just having this sort of evenly you know, pretty good set
0: or whatever. And, and it just makes it real. You know, yeah. it's just the problem with that ultimately in the big arc of a career is that it's very inconsistent, which is why I love doing the podcast. See, on WTF, I can speak off the top of my, my brain or speak off the top of my head, uh, you know, f- express my feelings intimately and thoroughly with, with without any pauses or any real restrictions. And you get it. You've convinced right. so, me to subscribe. Ah, oh, there you go, subscriber. You can go to WTF Pod and hit donate and you get a couple of options there. We've got a new option available. You can donate a flat rate is that the right word? One time donation of two hundred and fifty dollars, which if you, if you think about it, over 12 months is only whatever it is, if you do the math. And what do you get? You get a what the fuck T-shirt. You get a nerdcock T-shirt. You get my three CDs and a very special premium of the best of what the fuck volume one. Yeah, How do with, you like that?
8: With uh, with additional bonus material on there that, that they've never heard before. Yeah. Yeah,
0: we're going to put the b- bonus material on there too. And I can, you know, at this that moment. That sounds like too
7: much stuff. I it, And normally you the way you'd sell it is you'd describe most of it and then you'd go
0: like, "But wait, we've also added." Okay, wait, let's try that. All right. So, if you donate $250 in a one-time donation, you not you will get a what the fuck t-shirt, a nerdcock t-shirt, one of my CDs. You know what? Wait a minute. You know what? Let's make it two of my CDs. What do you think of that? Yeah. You. How many do you have total? Three. Let's
7: do all three. All
0: right. All right. So for right now, for this deal only, all right, $250 one-time donation, a Nerdcock shirt, Uh. Uh. What the Fuck t-shirt, all three of my CDs. I've got stickers, too. Should I? Yeah. I mean, they don't need them, but sure. Throw them in. I'll, all right. I'll send in some stickers. And you know what? We, we happen to have recorded a Best of What the Fuck, uh, Volume 1. We don't know what we're going to do with it.
7: I don't know. I have a feeling you're going to send. Let's. You know what?
0: Why don't you set, Why don't you add bonus material and send it to them? That's. You know what? I'm going to make it an exclusive. I'm going to make it like I'm only going to give this CD to people that give the $250 one-time donation. So yeah. think of that.
8: Yeah, you were going to sell this in on the streets. Yeah, yeah. I was going to.
7: I'm going gonna, like, to. Yeah, gonna, like like a new hip hop act. <laughs> yeah, yeah, handing it out to people he
0: thinks like hip hop. Yeah, just go. Hey, hey, hey! You like anger? <laughs> <laughs> Do you like... Are you an Anger fan? <laughs>
7: years of
0: frustration. <laughs> well, I might do that too, but you can get it now. First, $250, Nerdcock shirt, What the Fuck shirt, all three Mark Marin CDs, some stickers, yes, and the special Best of What the Fuck, Volume 1 with special additional material. How was yeah. that? Uh, I'm sold. All right, so give me some money. Okay. <laughs> what do you I, hey what do yeah. you got going on
7: huge like what kind of stuff am i up to yeah oh my god it's funny to
0: think not in a timely way but like what's what's on the anvil when, yeah, when yeah, you got home understand. what do you got up on the lift what do you what are you working your tools on
7: <laughs> i'm building a comedy career nice with my comedy hammer uh. um i'm gonna do a, a voice on a show called bob's burgers uh, that's Lauren, Lauren Bouchard. You remember Lauren Bouchard? I do. I um, think. he did Dr. Katz and Home
0: Movies. Oh he's yeah, I producer. met him again in uh, yeah. Los Angeles. Very nice guy. He exactly. asked me, uh, you know, he asked me about Los Angeles in that way that people who don't live there usually ask you, Yeah, like, what, what, what about Los Angeles? I'm well, like, he just moved there because yeah, he's
7: um, doing, we're doing this new show for Fox with yeah. me and Kristen Schaal and John Benjamin and, uh... All the funny voices. Yeah, yeah. All the funny voice people, and we're making a new cartoon for Fox. So that's something I'm working on. So expect that one year from now.
0: Awesome. Well, that's yeah. That's a good. That's a good long tease. We call yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check
7: me out on Fox, January 2011 <laughs> or later.
8: <laughs> well, the beauty of podcasts is people could be downloading this in, yeah. in December. It'll be on in a week. Yeah, yeah.
7: premiering tonight. <laughs> yeah, Bob's yeah. Burgers. Give a couple
0: of options. Yeah, <laughs>
7: yeah, yeah. Exactly. Do you need
0: tomorrow night? On Fox. <laughs>
7: Before or after King of the Hill or the Simpsons.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. This is so fun. We've got a special caller. I can't wait to find out who. Hey, hello. John Oliver. Hello. Hello, Mark Maron. How are you, sir?
6: I'm not bad. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm sitting here with Eugene Merman in a radio bunker. and uh, uh, That sounds delightful. Yeah, say hi, Eugene. Hello.
7: Hi, hey, Eugene. How you doing?
0: Good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you Mark. And I- I really appreciate you coming on the show, specifically to talk about how great the show is. Uh, that that's uh,
6: that's, the, that's the aim. <laughs> is that the aim of your show now? If this particular one? It's, it's going to be to pat
0: itself on the back. That's right. That you know, I'm, I'm calling you because you've been a guest on the show and, uh-huh. on the on the phone, and this is the yeah. second time you'll be on the phone with me. And yeah. uh, a couple of things, I'd like to do a live interview with you when we have time. Would you, Would you like to yeah. do that? Yeah, that'd be great. Now, if we, if you could, John, because you're an intelligent guy and you're you're from, uh, an, we know that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's been proven over and over again. I mean, you just yeah. won't, you won't let up on that. <laughs> and and I just thought that for someone you know of your stature to put my show in context culturally would be very helpful to the people that we're trying to get to donate money.
6: I understand that. Yeah. And Now let's not stop any short of saying that it is a vital public service that you are providing.
0: Exactly. Thank the
6: richest you. country on well, How would you compare Earth, it to Mark?
7: the fire department? Where would you say?
6: <laughs> it, personally, was, personally, I would say it's higher because I've not had any fires recently. So for me, it's more important than that.
0: Well, I, I appreciate that. And, and I, I think that what I am doing, if I could you know, toot my own horn, is I think I am a, a fireman of the mind. <laughs>
9: really? Yeah. <putting> I, out <laughs>
7: fires.
6: You don't think you're a fire starter of the mind, Mark? You, well, you would think you're putting out flames, well, here, that's, rather than instigating them.
0: That's the interesting thing about me, John. If I could again talk about myself, is that uh-huh. is that I do both. I'm the unique emotional disaster right. that will actually yeah. start a fire in the mind, and then say, "Hey, I got some water. Are, are you in for that? Yeah, yeah,
6: yeah You'll be you're the, you're the classic arsonist hero.
0: Right, exactly." That's that's that, and I think that that people would pay for that arsonist hero Mark Maron. Uh, you know,
6: richest, richest country on earth, Mark. If if this country cannot sustain your podcast, then I don't know what we're doing wrong.
0: I I I think you're right, but I think that if that is the case, how do you think I would be received in England?
7: Well, because we have things like universal health care.
0: Right, because if I'm starting fires, Could and
7: we people- divert some of that money for Mark's <laughs> podcast. <That's right.
6: laughs> I think that's what we do. We abandon, <laughs> we abandon universal health care and instead we pick up Mark's podcast.
7: Honestly, one person would have to die for Mark to have enough money. Just one operation doesn't happen. The money is
0: given to Mark. It's well, so, not much to ask, is well, it? Well, that, maybe that's what we're asking here. I'm asking a citizen of the UK uh-huh. to give up their life. To give up their life. Yeah, for for me yep. to continue doing WTF, and I don't think so that... that's
6: the appeal. That's, uh, to be honest, that is a much nicer appeal than gaudily having to ask for money. Merely asking for one, just one, in the large scheme of things, not that many, Accent- one British citizen to give up their life.
0: Right, I, and I think if, if you know, the sad thing is, is is knowing my fans, I might find someone willing to do that. So you're going down a very dangerous road here. I am, but, you know, we have to somehow put the infrastructure in place for that fan uh-huh. to whose life will not be, you know, uh, sacrificed vain. In, in vain. It will not be. So, okay, let me just do this uh, uh, public service announcement. If you're out there, my British friend, before you do whatever you're going to do to take your uh-huh. own life, please put something in place that would uh, allot whatever is left of, of your savings and also whatever was going to be allotted (laughs) to help you in your terminal condition of whatever that may be from the national health care plan there, and send it to me. I have a lawyer. You can contact me at wtfpod at gmail.
6: I mean, if you don't get any response to that, then human compassion is truly dead.
0: I I agree with you. I agree with you. I think the
6: only problem you might have is just a wave of bodies on your hands now, (laughs) just a deluge of British corpses saying, please, let, let me be the one. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, okay. Well, then if I can hopefully get some news coverage of that and they mention the podcast, I'm not sure I have a problem with that. They can't tie it to me. I mean, if, if I if I put that kind of plea out there and if somebody does it, am I in any way responsible?
7: I think on I law agree. and order you would be, but in real life, no. <laughs> in real life, there's no
6: way. There's, you're not going to be responsible for that, basically a British version of that terrible movie, The Happening. There's <laughs> lots of British bodies falling from the sky. <laughs>
0: So that's an act of God. Yeah, I, if I, that doesn't stand up in court, then again,
3: the American judicial system has something
6: to answer for.
0: Yes, and I and I like it. You brought God into it because I think that in some ways I am doing God's work.
6: Well, in, in some ways, I, I understand you can't say that yourself. Yeah. in all ways, you are doing God's work.
0: <laughs> well, I will have you know, John, that your episode of WTF is very popular. It's it's number two uh, it's as far. Very, as far wow. as downloads go, yeah, that's number two. Which is not—it's not nothing, you know. Number two. Well,
6: who, who got number one?
0: The Harry first, Truman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number one was the first episode, and that—you know—that's not by virtue of the fact that Jeff Ross was so much uh, different or better than you. It's just by the fact that that's the first episode, and people say, "I'm going to try yeah. it." Yeah. But 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 mind you, a lot of people that tried the first episode did not stay on board until they got uh-huh. to your episode, and then people okay. said, "Yeah." So,
6: well, you really you... are breaking the numbers down well there.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if that made sense. It made sense to me, but I don't know that listeners need to know. Oh,
7: they
6: don't need to see how the sausage is made, Mark.
0: They don't? <laughs> then I'm out of work. That's, that's all I do is make sausages and tell people about it. I wish. That's true. I wish In It's
6: real detail describing every facet of a sausage.
0: Yeah, the problem is I can't sell the fucking sausages. You know, I I, I tell people how they're made, I give them all the ins and outs, and, and no one uh, wants to buy have, the sausage.
7: Have you not yeah. seen Mark's headshot where it says, Mark the Sausage Comic Marin? I have. <laughs> In the little I have quotes. seen
6: it, and I love it.
0: Yeah, it's my new tagline. I'm going to be like, I'm the guy that says, I'm making sausages here.
7: I'm making mind sausage.
0: <laughs> mind sausage.
7: Let me do, let me walk you through my
6: mental
0: sausage. <laughs> they can't <laughs> handle the sausage maker.
6: Too many sausages.
0: <laughs> All right, my friend. Have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. You too, mate. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks, Bye. John. Eugene, thank you for stopping by and helping me with myself, with my show, and, uh, and with generating uh, spontaneous comedy. Yeah. I, you know, I always learn a lot with you. Me and, too. And uh, I have a good time. I like you much more than you think I do. No, I think you like me.
7: Uh, Not a lot. (laughs) Sorry. But I think you've consistently liked me.
0: In all honesty, uh, I had a great time. Thanks for coming over. Yeah,
7: this was awesome. Thank you very much. I do hope
0: it continues forever. Thank you.
7: Sure. Okay. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, Mark. Bye.
2: Hello, we are not available
0: now. Please oh, call your a
2: name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call.
0: Hi, is this Zach Galifianakis' farm? This is Mark Marin calling from New York City. And I had ordered three bushels of apples. And I don't know where they are. You know, I don't know how long you've been a farmer. But I was expecting these apples because I saw them in the catalog. And uh, I wish you would call me back about my Apple order, Zach Galifianakis. All right, let's try a cell phone. I don't hear anything. Do you? Zach. Nothing. We're trying to contact Zach Galifianakis. I want him to come back on the show. And we called the farmhouse, but he didn't leave a funny message. I don't like when funny people don't leave funny messages. Or at least leave their own message. I feel a little fat. Been eating a lot. He might be out in the orchard or something. Why wouldn't he have a machine? It's definitely a phone. I mean, I would think that Zach would do something like this. Like, maybe we should just wait for a beep. No beep. Let's call the farmhouse one more time. Hold on, I'll leave a message. Hello,
3: we are not
2: available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your
0: call. Zach, you sound exactly like the, the voice that comes with the machine. Hey, it's Mark Marin again. Uh, we were going to talk uh, on the air, and I'm concerned now about your well-being because I called the cell phone, and it rang like four times, and then there was nothing. There was no beep. There was no message. There was just a... a a quiet hiss. Are you okay, man? I can't leave a message on your cell phone because there seems to be something wrong with it. And I'm, I'm, i cons- I want my apples.
1: Hello, Louis Black, <laughs> Mark Maron.
0: I, you know, I'm sorry about those uh, pestering phone calls because uh, I, I think that maybe I, I made a mistake. I was supposed to call you another day.
1: Well, it's two. We're both really. We're organizing, you know, if if we actually could organize anything, would we be doing what we're doing for a living? Exactly.
0: And that's like, you know, as much as I criticize all the people that are involved in managing us one way or the other, whether it be a publicist or a manager an agent, there are literally things like uh, writing things down properly that I can't seem to fucking do right.
1: Yeah. My mother just sent me a book called Checklist. <laughs> seriously, all about how um, the, the it's called the Checklist Manifesto and how it will how it's changed the world.
0: And, and what, can you can you summarize it for me? What do I need to do? I make <laughs> Just, a, hold on, let me make a checklist of, of what you're about to say. <laughs>
1: well, you're supposed to make a checklist. I haven't read it yet. Oh. I, haven't, I haven't put it on my list of things to do.
0: <laughs> I try to make checklists, but I, I I tend to even, I don't know if you do this, but I complicate it even more for myself by writing things down on several different pieces of paper, some of them not even whole pieces of paper.
4: Oh, absolutely.
1: And then do and your desk is covered with, like, 95 pieces
0: of paper. Right, and there's this constant attempt at organizing things, and then I just... My way of organizing is neatening the stacks of cluttered paper.
1: Exactly, because then you know where they are.
0: Right, but That's
1: then... the way we organize.
0: Exactly, and I also write quickly and in a cursive that I, I many on, on many occasions, can't read.
1: Oh, no, that I'm really good at.
0: Oh, really? You write things you can read?
1: No, no. Um, I write uh, uh, some things I can read and some things it's called... Tip and who the f- who the fuck is Tip? <laughs> okay. yeah.
0: I, I just I think that every you know I think that reading my own stuff that's very important to me at the time should be as difficult as deciphering ancient texts.
1: <laughs> Where are you? I'm at uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina.
0: Now you're you're down there uh, working on a thing, a book.
1: I'm working on my book,
0: another book. This is what the ninth book.
1: This is the fifteenth in a series. Yeah next to the Encyclopedia Britannica and <laughs> I, go the same way as.
0: Well, I, it gets, I always wonder when you write books that are sort of memoir-related, when does it get to the point where as I'm writing this, I'm writing about the experience of writing this?
1: Oh, that's good. I'm closing in on it. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> I just wonder when, you know, the thing is is that uh, I don't really consider myself an author because my, my picture's on the front of the book. So it's kind of like You know, when my name is there, that's when you're an author. And and that I do feel like it's silly that my book, there should be a place where there's, you know, there's Hemingway, Vonnegut, uh, you know, Joseph Heller, uh, Dostoevsky. That should be one bookstore. And then there should be the shit bookstore for my book.
0: (laughs) Well, 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 they have the shit shelf or the shit bin. (laughs) No, so you're saying that once your picture moves off the cover and onto the inner sleeve that's where you've made the jump
1: that's where you've actually you're considered an author
0: but you spend time i mean you went to school down there right yeah so are you like in residence are you staying in your old dorm room to to maybe pick up some memories
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh man no i have actually a, a, a little apartment down here that i hang out in really yeah
0: it's like that's your place where you go to uh to relax when you're off the road and you want to get work done
1: yeah, and I want and, and I write. I've always this is the one place I actually got things written, and so it's like I come back here and I actually can write.
0: And that was you went undergrad there. Or? Undergrad. That's that's a that's a very interesting thing that you're like the one time where I actually had to do work. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I got it done, <laughs> so maybe yeah. that place is is good for me to go work. Do you do you actually call some of your old teachers to ask you if you're done?
1: No, they're, but some of them are dead.
0: Oh, then I, it's I, harder.
1: But I do write here. I mean, I actually sit down and get things done.
0: Yeah, I'm finding that, that you really need to quiet everything down to get anything done. Yeah, and especially I, and... to
1: get your list and your piles. Of <laughs> <laughs> <list.
0: Yeah. laughs> I got to really, get that book. I'm, it's I'm... got to be
1: done quietly.
0: So, yeah. what is the thrust of this book? And then I'll, I'll let you go.
1: It's, I'm, it's called "I'm Dreaming of a, a Black Christmas." It's my it's my <laughs> take on Christmas. Oh, yeah. It's essentially a, a a book about being single uh, disguised as a christmas book
0: oh okay now, have you ever thought about writing uh, uh children's books never because i think like i could see like an animated like little version of you just you know screaming through many you know cartoon panels Really, <laughs> a
1: little cocksucker
0: yeah that should be what it's called <laughs> maybe you should do a christmas children's book called little cocksucker's christmas I'd I tell you that would sell. Put that on the list. I, I certainly will. So next time we're in the same city, you'll definitely come on the show and we'll do a oh, long
1: absolutely. one. absolutely. All you right. Know, I, we have fun together, so
0: I'll be there. Awesome. And uh, good luck finishing that thing. It's great talking to you. Good talking to you. Take care, Mark. Thanks, Willis. All right, I'm here with Brendan McDonald, my producer and co-creator of WTF. And look, Brendan, I, I know you spent a lot of time working in public radio. That's right. Working in non-for-profit radio.
8: Yeah, and for-profit radio. And 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 by far, this is the best option of all of them that I've done in terms of broadcasting.
0: In terms of you know, on the creative side and making product?
8: Yeah, creative side and just uh, it's creative freedom. It's also uh, format freedom, which oh, is, yeah. is is fantastic.
0: It's awesome because we can just fuck ity fuck it up.
8: And, and you can you, know, you don't have anyone saying, you know, don't talk to Sam Lipsight for 25 minutes.
0: Right. We need to you know, keep that interview to 11 minutes because we got to tease for the, you know, uh, uh, buy gold commercial. Yeah, right. None right. of that. Or, or, or like, you know, I don't know why we should have him on. He's not plugging anything.
8: Right. None it, of that. That's, well, that's a great thing is that you very rarely have to worry about anybody coming on the show. For an, with an agenda. They just kind of want to come on and talk.
0: Yeah, because I barely have an agenda. I just want to talk. <laughs> I want to listen. I want to be entertained, and I hope that's under entertaining to other people. But like as we were
8: talking about, I don't know, am I an idiot? I'd like to make a little money. Yeah, well, there's options to do that.
0: Yeah, and what are you thinking?
8: Well, I mean, we've talked about this before, that the intention when we first started WTF was that uh, the model would be subscriber-based It would all be pay subscribers. Right. And we thought that, you know, launching this, we'd do a couple of episodes, we'd get some interest, and then we'd start charging those people who were interested. And I think, I don't know if if it was your reaction too, but my reaction was when so many people got interested in the show so fast, it seemed like it would be wrong to prohibit people from listening just because they didn't want to pay for it.
0: Well, that's the funny thing is like part of me thinks like, all right, now we've got uh, we've got our people that love our show. Let's just, you know, grab hold of as many as we can charge them uh, a certain amount and, and call it a day. But but the bottom line is, is like the type of reactions that we're getting and the type of emails I'm reading uh, from people of all different kinds who, who literally are saying you're helping me stay sane. And and I really in, enjoy the show. I wish I could I could you know donate, but I can't. I don't want those people to be left out in the cold. I don't want the I don't want to you know not let them have their show. I mean, there's part of me that's like, you know what? Let's just let's just charge. And and I'm sorry, but you know you can't.
8: But I don't want to do that. Yeah, and I agree. I don't want to do that either. And and it's not even my name on the show, it's yours. And so, uh, you know, who am I to say, yeah, don't charge. You should feel like you should charge whoever you want to charge. But I'm I'm heartened to hear you say that because I don't think that that's the right way to go with a product like this either. I think that a product like this is high quality. And I don't just think that because I'm working on it with you. I, I actually it, do think that. That's but, <laughs> but I listen to it <laughs> yeah. as, a, as a fan. You yeah, know, I'll, yeah. I'll listen, even though I've cut the show together, I'll listen to it like two weeks later yeah. and go, man, that thing was funny. And I think that as a high quality product like this, uh, that we, you and I have made a commitment to doing two episodes a week. You know, no question a lot of work. You know, and and I and I want to continue doing that. And so if if we make that commitment, I know that through the quality of the product, there are people out there that recognize that and will say, "Well, fine, here's some bread." Yeah. Have some money for that. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be everyone who downloads this show because we know that not everyone can afford that. Right. But the people who can afford it, the most popular option is probably the $10 a month rolling donation it's basically like you're a subscriber to something that costs ten dollars a month that's less than 235 a week so that's, that's one starbucks coffee co- less than a cup of coffee yeah if you get like the like a, a the middle size and i'm not
0: going to judge you for that or a latte or yeah. something with caramel on it right. that's you can do less you than want. that
8: yeah. so or uh what are other things a, a mo- one movie ticket
0: that's for a whole in, month in
8: a month costs yeah. more than ten dollars that's right one movie ticket yeah uh one album off right. of iTunes yep. costs more than that. Yep. HBO is like 13 bucks a month in some place. Some if you get the Super HBO it's like 17 bucks.
0: And we're better than that.
8: I think so. Absolutely. What's HBO got going for it right Nothing. now? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, I'll watch the Scorsese thing when that comes on, but Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but besides that, I I uh, you know, I just think that in comparable entertainment dollars, uh, this show offers something and people would be willing to pay for that.
0: Uh, if, if you can't, you can't. And I certainly appreciate We get donations. Sometimes I get donations for a dollar. Sometimes I get donations for $5. Sometimes I get weird donations for like $6.72. And
8: that's awesome. Yeah, it's I love great. that people do that. It's yeah, like me what too. Radiohead did with their album. Yeah. And, and sure, did, people, did some people not spend anything on that album when they yeah. downloaded it? Of course. But some people spent 20 bucks. I, I think
0: I spent eight. When I downloaded it,
8: yeah, and that's I'm uh, totally fair, and I think Radiohead would be happy that you even downloaded. I've it. I've not heard from him. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Because you know, cause you'd think I'd like a thank you note, but then again, I don't send as many thank you notes. So I'm I'm, I'm sharing my gratitude with you now. I'm telling you, if if you give us a, a little bit of money, I'll I'll get an intern, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll and I'll tip him. I don't even know if you're supposed to pay interns. Is that wrong?
8: No, I think you're supposed to pay them if you're not if they're not getting course credit.
0: Oh. Yeah, well, I'll do that. <laughs> if you send me some money, I'll pay an intern to, to organize my Excel spreadsheets and also to make sure that everybody gets their T-shirts on time and their CDs that are that are that come with your subscription. And certainly if you do the uh, the new special super premium subscription, which isn't a subscription, it's a one-time donation of $250, that's two T-shirts, a full trilogy of my records, my CDs, uh, in, and the very special uh, greatest hits of WTF volume one. Then I'll make sure that gets out to you. And I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll actually put ink on the side of my face and put it printed on a piece. I can't, don't promise that.
8: Well, I think that the $250 thing, that's a really committed fan that's going to do that. And that's somebody who really feels the show is worthwhile to them. And I guess my general request for anybody who, who listens to this show and likes it is just ask yourself, what is it worth to you? Um and and if if it's worth $250 and you then all get a whole bunch of fun free stuff with it that's awesome and and we are more than appreciative of it but if it's worth $2 and 50 cents once that's still cool. It's great. And we, we're we just happy that the show is part of your routine and that you don't want it to go away and not be part of your routine anymore.
0: Go to WTFPod.com to make your donations. Uh, again, there's several different options. There's the one-time donation. There is the $10 a month rowing subscription, which uh, will get you a T-shirt, some stickers, a postcard. Then there's the uh, super premium $250 one-time donation, which will get you two T-shirts, three CDs, and a special extra CD, the best of WTF Volume One, and also my my gratitude and appreciation. And and just as a side note, uh, the Comedy Central pilot that I did is not being picked up. Just a, I'm not I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying you know that's just a side note that that I'm not going to have that. Okay, I'm not I'm not upset about it or anything, and I'm not like begging. But they're not going to make the show. I'm sorry, but I'm just kidding. But yes, it didn't get picked up. So this is what I'm doing with my life. You're getting my life for whatever you are willing to give us.
8: i give you five bucks for that.
0: Okay, I'll take it.
8: All right.
3: Hello? Todd Barry. Hey, what's going on?
0: Not much, man. So Are we on the air? Yeah, we're we're recording. Oh, okay, I, it's not going out live. But you you know what's weird is that I remember your phone number. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you have numbers like that? I mean, I don't know yeah, anybody. I do,
3: yeah, and I have other people who remembered this number. I think because I've had it for twenty years, maybe.
0: I think I used to do. I used to say your number on stage in a joke. Did you ever really? get any weird calls like that? No, I didn't. Like, I used to do a joke about how we don't remember, uh, like, if you, were, I, if you were to ask me my number, I'd be hard-pressed. Like, there was a time where we knew our friend's numbers, right. like, right away, Todd, 6 seven, 7
3: I didn't know you were doing that. That's terrible.
0: Is it? No, I don't care. Yeah, I don't think anyone made the association. It, so, what?
3: You're not going to do it on the air now, are you?
0: No, 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 no. Okay. I, cool. I, oh, that's right. I just did it, but we'll take it out. Yeah, I'm not going to do that to please you. Please take it out. Okay. I, I made that mistake once on uh, my old video show. I was leaving a message for Zach Galifianakis, and I and I, did my, I put my number out there on a live show, and I, I still get texts today <laughs> from people going, "Hey, I don't want to bother you, but uh, yeah, but you're bothering me." <laughs> we, we're going to have you back on the show, you know, when I come back to New York because we need to, we need to sit down and do another episode. A lot of people are downloading your episodes. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean a lot.
3: I thought a lot of people talk about it, really? Yeah, I mean, come up to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mention that they heard me on the show.
0: No kidding. Yeah. Like just strangers?
3: I believe so, and, and people I know. And, uh, well, that's
0: cool, because that means that people like the show and they like you. Okay. Now we're just trying to get people to maybe donate a little money for the tremendous shows that we provide for them twice a week.
3: What do you do with that money, if I'm allowed to ask?
0: Well, uh, given that uh, you know I'm not a huge road draw, and I don't have anything else coming up down the pike that looks like it could be a substantial income for me, I'm using it to live on. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so this is a, benefit, a rent benefit.
0: It's, it's basically it's a it's a benefit for Mark Marin or we could call it, hey, this is a new approach to having a job. You yeah. send me money for giving you the product directly, right? So what do you got coming up? Anything huge uh, and exciting?
3: Huge, but I'm doing my first show in Salt Lake City. Wow, April, and I'm going. I'm going to Scotland. Are you? I'm going to do the same. I'm going with you. I think we're there at different times, though. What do you mean? I'm there the 11th through the 14th.
0: That's when I'm there. Oh, are you really? That's going to be great. It'll be me and you walking around wondering why we're not doing as well as other people. Yeah, I
3: hope. uh, (laughs) I hope it's fun. I heard the audiences are are really good there, actually.
0: Yeah, I I, I tend to hear that a lot before I go to places when people go down in flames and (laughs) yeah, where people are uh, are trying to you make me feel good about going there.
3: Maybe we'll be on the same flight. I'm We're flying from,
0: a... but I'm flying direct from L.A., so uh, it's not going to happen. Oh, you're
3: going to be miserable, man.
0: Thanks. I, uh... <laughs> Did you upgrade? I don't know if I can upgrade. It's British Air. I don't know. It's 12 hours for me. Oof. I know. Um, but I get miles.
3: But you're closer to Australia, though, so that's
0: good. Yeah, then uh, that's only 14 hours.
3: People should go to my website for my tour day.
0: Okay, that's com. Yeah, if
3: they want to, if they're interested. Salt Lake City, my first show. Have you ever done a show
0: there? I did a... I did... I believe I did the Jerusalem Syndrome there at a Jewish community center. Wow. And I felt like I was... Like I've never met a more cloistered and frightened bunch of Jews. I mean, Salt Lake City is really the only functioning theocracy in this country <laughs> and it was very interesting uh, because i was forced to to get a ride from the airport the rabbi chabad offered me one if i went and did to fill in at the chabad center so i had to go be part of a minion in order to get a ride to the airport in salt lake city
3: Really? They like he was. He said, "I'll give you a ride, but there's a there's a price
0: to pay." There's a price to pay. Why don't you come do tefillin at the Chabad center? And I said, "I don't really want to." But then they always like, "You're a Jew, aren't you? When was the last time you did it?" I don't even know what that ritual is that you're talking. Oh, about. they'll show you because honestly, I don't know what it is. Uh, there are these two boxes that have prayers in them. You tie one to your head and you tie one to your arm in a very certain way. You tie it so you see a Jewish letter there. And I know there's some Jews out there going to be like, "You are bad." You know, it's something you do once or twice because an old man makes you do it.
3: Now I'll, I'll splurge for a cab, I think, rather than avoided. All
0: it. right. <laughs> well, have a good gig. All man. right, man. I'll talk to you. Say it. Bye. Bye. Oh my God. Isn't this amazing? Go to WTFpod.com and do what you gotta do in however you want to do it maren it's Matthew Weiss. What are you, do- Brendan? You guys, what are you doing? What here? are you? What are we doing here? We're in a radio studio making radio. What are I, you doing here?
9: I thought you were in your garage and all that. I was just here at a real estate seminar.
0: No. Yeah. Have you been to it? No, but we had Cedar on a while back, and and he was going to the seminar too. It must be a week long thing. Well,
9: you know, I trust him in those kind of matters. So,
0: uh well, shit, it's good to see you. It's
9: good to see you too.
0: Wow, it's been. It's been wow weeks no it's been longer than that really what do you mean really i've been in town three days i haven't didn't know you didn't call me you're in town you knew i was here yeah no i knew you were here I okay so why i you... get a
9: feeling i get like a i know a so chill.
0: why didn't you call me
9: you know i didn't have your new number you must have a new la number and right
0: no oh you know i've been here i've been in astoria i know you know well i, I don't know. know
9: i thought maybe if you wanted to hang out you'd Call me and say, you know.
0: I'm not going to play this game with what's you. What's your. You know, the last time we hung out, you know, there was apologies made. There was bridges reconstructed. That's all passive voice. What does that mean?
9: Well, yeah, there's no subject or object there. Who apologized to who about what? There were
0: apologies made.
9: There were. I mean, that's true, technically.
0: I, well, I think we we both apologized. Yeah, all right. But I think you apologized first. Is that right? Yeah.
9: I'll go with that. Okay, but but I don't remember why I would have
0: done that. Since
9: since what happened was
0: started sort of by you, right? Am I wrong? I think that people remember Matthew from some of the earlier episodes, and then he was abruptly uh, not on the episodes because I moved, and also because we Abru- had-
9: you abruptly moved. I'm sure not because of me.
0: No, uh, are you sure?
9: Uh, after some serious soul searching, I've come to the conclusion that we had a minor. Probably had about two percent to do. There anything.
0: was an argument that happened on air, and it grew. You were yelling. You got all in a huff,
9: and then Brendan couldn't tell if you were kidding or real. Right, Brendan, you remember that? It it,
8: it was a little difficult, and then a couple weeks later, maybe it was more than a couple weeks. Yeah, I remember. I think I was talking to you on the phone, Mark, and yeah. I said uh, I had a dream last night that Matthew Weiss. Uh, was furious at us and told the both of us off told us to go to hell, so maybe we should maybe we should uh make amends there because I don't think that ended well, <laughs>
9: <laughs> well, Brendan, I appreciate that you are the sensitive, mature one in this production, and whatever influence you can have on Mark, I really appreciate that and and I think mark, you will appreciate that too going forward see you you are amazing, and we have a lot of the same overlaps, and I want to say I've really enjoyed listening to you talk with your therapist because. You're a very sensitive person, but clearly you've had a lot of your buttons pushed in a lot of bad ways through your life. Uh-huh.
0: I
8: Brandon? do think an amazing thing happened, though. What? That even though Matthew was summarily kicked off the show for reasons both geographical and emotional. I didn't uh, realize
0: they were emotional. I didn't realize that. But oh, yeah. You. I didn't want you fucking on again. Uh huh. Uh huh.
8: <laughs> well, it, after all of this, uh, Matthew has uh, made it known that he has still been regularly. Uh, listening to the show as it has right. continued,
9: that's right. I enjoy, like I've said, I rather listen to you through my headphones than in real life. So it's a lot of fun listening to you talk.
8: I think that is a, I think that is an endorsement for the value of this program.
9: It is, despite whatever negative feelings I may have had, every opportunity to engender towards you. Yeah, and trust me, there was plenty of opportunities. That's just not, that's just not how I live. That's just not how I felt like handling it. And in fact, if you want to really talk about what happened. You played a show around the corner from my house yeah, at the Astoria Beer Garden, right? which I decided, you know what? I know Mark's being stubborn. I know <laughs> there's probably some hurt feelings on his side. There's definitely hurt feelings on my side. But again, with that new understanding of what limitations I'm dealing with, I decided, you know what? I'm not going to pretend like Mark can do something like bridge the gap and come to me. So no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put myself out on the line. I'm going to lay my pride down a little bit and say, you know what, Mark? I like enough of you keep this going mm-hmm. and and i like what i like about you yeah and if you can accept the terms of our friendship the way i'll set the terms of our friendship then i'm sorry for anything i did to hurt you and the floor is now yours and i think you handled yourself very gracefully that night when you came yeah you yeah, said uh, you want to eat at the diner
0: yeah you want to go eat at the that the was diner. it
9: that's how you do it you said you want to go eat at the diner yes thank
0: you yeah because i nice felt nice bad about it. it did you Yeah, because... I mean, I
9: assume so, but I want to give you some time to...
0: We're kindred spirits. It's difficult. There's, There's going to be immediate boundary problems. We're up each other's skin... Don't under point each other. So close to me. We're under each other's skin immediately because we have the same emotional problems.
8: Well, Matthew, now you're officially holding in, in the same court as about ninety percent of the other guests on this show. Well, I was just gonna say this. that's, that's Mark that yeah. then get resolved. Yeah.
0: I, can't, I don't understand why so many people I know have problems.
9: What's great like about that. What's great about this is well, there's only one common
0: denominator. Now I understand that idea. <laughs> I mean, the, just do the math. No, I understand. At a point. I, I understand the math as well. But that doesn't mean I'm at fault. Do they all no. usually get resolved? Well, see that's with the food? other thing
9: too. Yeah, if that can. Food is a big thing. You a just big feed somebody yeah. and changes everything. I want to heal all of that if I can. I'm being funny and we're on the podcast and right. I'm teasing you a little bit. But right. that element is extremely uh I'm aware of that. Which one? It's important to me. Which. That that I'm a kind of friend that you yeah. don't get around a lot. Right. And that's touching to me. Yeah. Literally. Yeah and oh not literally to touch me but it's moving for right. me emotionally and yeah. and that makes me want to like you more. Oh, okay. You know that makes me feel sympathetic towards you and and it reminds me of what it is that we do have. So I, I don't got... have to think about the things that
0: they're a little bit too much. See, I got him. I got you. Yeah. Oh, good. So No, you, want... you
9: had me. You had me. I'm here. You want to go to the diner? I actually uh there's <laughs> there's a movie starting, an art movie. <laughs> I bet. It's starting in a couple uh, All right, yeah, yeah I'll is go it, to the is uh, it you uh, buying or? Sure
0: hello Zach Galifianakis I I left some messages on your machines and uh, I hope I hope you found them funny and not irritating
2: can't they be both
0: yeah, I I think that's yeah I I have that experience sometimes when I watch comedy.
2: But um, Wait, are we on the, are we on the air, Mark?
0: Yes, we are, Zach. Okay. Or do, are you going to change? Do, does something change now? I
2: just want to get into my podcast voice.
0: Okay. You, do you need a second?
2: Mm. Just drink my honey tea and I'll be ready. Yeah. Okay. Good.
0: Okay. Are you drinking honey tea?
2: Yeah. I made a little honey.
0: Are you? Are you? Are you sick?
2: Uh, my back threw my back out.
0: Are you at your farmhouse? I'm not
2: my parents. I just got back from my farmhouse.
0: What's going on at the farmhouse?
2: I had bonfire. I built a big. I had a bunch of stuff I had to clear. And I think I pulled my back out lifting logs.
0: Did were you not squatting and lifting? Did you just bend and lift?
2: You know that whole lifting with your legs, not your back. Uh, something uh, the Greek Orthodox Church doesn't believe in. Oh. So,
0: oh, so you 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 sort of you know religiously set up to hurt yourself.
2: Yeah, yeah. I understand. I'm laying in my parents basement and uh, on a sofa.
0: Well, you know, the reason I'm calling other than I really like talking to you is that uh <laughs> I I you know I'm I'm looking forward to you appearing on the show again uh and and I you would do that, right? Yes, I would do that. Well, that yes. that's that, that's nice of you. What else do you have going on to to get people excited?
2: Nothing. I'm uh Unless laying on your back flat out is, uh, um, oh, I'm hosting Saturday Night Live this Saturday. <laughs> oh,
0: shit. Is that this Saturday? That's exciting.
2: Yeah, I keep forgetting about it. Well, what? it's, it's going to be hard to host from a, a cot while I'm on my back.
0: Your back is, will be better it? by then. I hope so. I you, hope so. Yeah, I think you should work it into your monologue. Why don't you come out on a cot? It's
2: not a bad idea.
0: That would be hilarious.
2: You said cot, you said cot right?
0: Yeah, on a cock.
2: Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. If you you have any ideas, let me know as far as uh, spoofs, skits, that kind of thing.
0: Here's what I'm pitching, is that you come out on a cot, and and you have them rewrite all the sketches to accommodate your back problem.
2: I think that's a great idea. It actually is a great idea. I kind of was thinking that, like, has anyone ever had an injury? And then, you know, if you break your arm, you can get away with doing skits with a broken arm. You write every sketch uh, because you're a patient or something or whatever someone's lighting down, like an mechan- auto mechanic, you know how they, they will in underneath cars? Yeah. Just every sketch has to be placated to that kind of thing. And
0: that'd be funny because even in the sketches, if you want to take a second to go, I, I, ow, 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 <laughs> like that, <laughs> and he, and he, like, you could just get in the middle of a sketch, go, bad idea, bad idea, bad okay. <laughs>
2: That's really good. I
0: like it. I oh, I like see if he could do it.
2: I, I'm, sure I'm going to when I get there on Monday. I'm going to talk to them about it, especially if my back still hurts.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, take care of yourself. I'm glad you uh, you uh, call me back.
2: Thank you, Mark. Of course.
0: Okay, Zach. Anytime. Bye. Okay. Hello. John Mullaney. Yeah, hey Mark. How's it going? I'm pretty good. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Let me just tell my audience uh, quickly who you are and why you're important and special and funny in the world of comedy. Uh John Mullaney is a writer on Saturday Night Live and also the uh his newest record CD, The Top Part, has become very popular and highly credited and 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 reviewed in a very positive way. How was that? Well, thank
2: you. That's that's fantastic. You hit both you hit both um
0: sides of me how you doing man i'm doing good how are you i'm good i you know i'm calling for a couple reasons number one i want to have you on the show uh for real for for a big long interview would you like to do that i'd love to do it uh did you guys have a show last night snl we did jennifer lopez was on uh hosting and singing because i talked to zach and he said he's uh he's pretty excited about coming on on saturday
2: I think ever, everyone's as excited about the Zach show as as any since I've been there. I mean, people are really um, very excited that he's coming with so, uh, Vampire Weekend too. Who people?
0: What does that mean? People
2: really enjoy Vampire band, Vampire Weekend.
0: What does that mean? That's a band. Oh, Vampire Weekend. Oh, Jesus! Did I just become old guy? Is that did that just happen? No, I don't know who no, the that, hell they are. Completely. Are they a good band? Um, yeah, they are actually. It's a good pairing. Now, what, what exactly do you, what, what does the day look like over there? Like, in, on, on Saturday, is it crazy?
2: Saturdays are especially crazy, yeah, because it's, there's a speed through of every sketch, not in order, but you just go through them once, and then there's a dress rehearsal at 8, and then the live show starts at 11.30, so there's, there's no downtime starting around 1 p.m.
0: And is there a lot of rewriting that goes on after the dress?
2: Yeah, I mean, huge, huge. Things can be changed in between dress and air.
0: Because I was pitching some um, ideas to Zach for Zach, and I, I don't know. I'm not going to tell oh, you. Oh, did you pitch to him? I, I'm not. Do you want, Do you really want to know?
2: Yeah. Well, why don't I pitch them to him as if they were my own ideas?
0: Okay. Just All right. He, yeah. He, this.
2: Gives you credit.
0: If anything, it'll fuck with his head. We We yeah. We had him on the phone, and apparently he He's he was having a bonfire at his farm uh, down in there in South Carolina or North Carolina. And yeah. uh, he hurt his back, and he was a little concerned that uh, his back would still be hurting, you know, come, uh, come the, when he has to do the show. So I said, I think you should come out for your monologue, you know, on a cot, or perhaps in something wheeling, and that you should build all the sketches around, uh, just be, have them be regular sketches, but he should play them all as though his back is injured.
2: That would be great. I like that he would both, he would be one of the few hosts we've had with a beard.
0: Right. And then...
2: Adding to that a wheelchair, I think, would, be, would add a, a nice element.
0: Well, I just think it would be funny if during sketches you have him do things where he literally has to go, wait, wait, I, no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to work. It would be very Zach, wouldn't it?
2: The scene, yeah, the scene would be about something completely different, but then he'd have to pick up a box or something <laughs> and it would just put the brakes on it.
0: Yeah, so you should pitch that to him and don't tell him you talk to me.
2: I will. Okay, I'm going to pitch that with a straight face.
0: Have you had anything really uh, bizarre happen over there that you want to share before we get off the phone?
2: Um, bizarre that happened there. Or how about, what was the most uh,
0: exciting, for, uh, exciting for you? Because you're a pretty young guy, and you know, this is a pretty exciting time in your life. Uh, what was like that, that moment where you're like, holy fuck, I'm writing for SNL, and I just did oh, this? I, got
2: to, I mean, I got to uh, you know, as much as any writer did when he was hosting work with Steve Martin. That no. was pretty crazy. So there were some of those moments of like, wow, I'm sitting in the same room as Steve Martin talking about jokes for a sketch. I mean, that was as bizarre as it gets.
0: Were you, like, sometimes when you meet your heroes, there's that moment where you're like, oh, no. But did he No,
2: but like, I never, because you probably had this too, where after, after the first couple times that happens, you just know to always have low expectations. Temper your expectations. Or or, or avoid it completely. Yeah. (laughs) So like, I went into it being like, all right, you know, let him just be a like, quiet, polite person. And if, uh, if it's not like the most uh, exciting thing in the world. Just expect that, right? Yeah. And then he was an extremely nice guy, so it, it worked out well. And yeah. No, I'm 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 very. I don't like meeting people I actually respect. All
0: right, yeah. man. One way or the other, we're going to get you in, and we're going to we're going to go long form and and, and get into it.
2: I'd love to. I heard uh, my friend Nick Kroll.
0: I just, I just called Kroll, uh, or I just emailed him today or yesterday. I want him to do Chupacabra again, because that thing is just... I, as a guy who's sitting there, because we don't script anything, and me interviewing Chupacabra, I am, so, <laughs> I am so entertained that I don't want it to stop, and I, I'm just happy he's going to come back in and do it. No,
2: absolutely. I'm back.
0: Okay, man. Uh, well, thanks a lot, John.
2: Great, dude. Great to talk to you, Mark. I'll see you in New York, I hope.
0: Okay, John Mullaney, Thanks a lot. Oh my God, I really do have a few friends in this in this racket, and they're all going to be coming on the show. I, I and they all some of them have been on the show. I really want to thank Eugene Merman for hanging out. Uh, I was very excited to talk to John Oliver. I want to thank him, and I want to thank Greg Giraldo, who will soon be on the show. Todd Barry going to make a return appearance. Always great to talk to Todd Barry. Lewis Black is going to be coming on the show in the very near future. Zach Galifianakis, what a great these the I have friends. I have friends. Who knew? Jim Norton, also going to be a a future guest on the show. And my relatively new friend, John Mulaney from SNL. And, of course, Matthew Weiss. It was very nice to check back in with Matthew. But I think I'm good with Matthew for the time being. I think that was enough, Matthew. And again, I want to thank all of you people who have listened and supported the show already. And I really want to uh, thank you in advance for supporting the show in the future. You can go to WTFPod.com, make your donations, buy your T-shirts, follow us on Twitter, do whatever you need to do there, JustCoffee.coop. But uh, but please, uh, please be generous in supporting the show because... Brendan and I love doing it, and we want to keep it available to everyone.
8: Yeah, the show's there for you. Uh, you know, we like doing it, but we're doing it for you. It's it's yours as much as it is ours. And uh, I keep going back to this thing from Wired Magazine, who were very generous in featuring us in their playlist section, which was basically their staff picks of what they like to listen to. But uh, a couple years ago, the editor there, Kevin Kelly, Uh, had written this thing called A Thousand True Fans. It was basically his new media theory that in order to become successful amidst the glut of entertainment and media options out there you just need to have a thousand fans that would be uh, representative of your interests and follow you wherever you want to go and that's great uh, but really what we want is thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people just to be able to listen to it and so if it takes a thousand true fans to make that possible uh, then we're very grateful that everybody gets to hear it.
0: WTFpod.com is where you can do everything you need to do. And I I also want to thank punchlinemagazine.com for for being supportive and helping us out as well and uh, everyone else who has in the past. Thanks a lot. Uh, This is an NPR, so this pledge drive is not going to go on for a month. This is it. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next episode.
2: thanks for calling but i can't uh talk right now so leave a message with your phone number and i'll call you back as soon as i can thank you once again goodbye
0: okay lou it's mark uh maron and uh not gonna take it personally you know i, I mean we're still friends and everything and i still want you to come on the show but i really thought this third time would be a charm and it didn't turn out that way but uh all right all right well i'll talk to you later